0: Hello and welcome to Get Schooled with Marcella Alonzo. Today with Get Schooled, I have my good, good friend, Brittany
1: Andrews. Welcome. <clears throat> Thank you. I always enjoy talking to you. And, you know, being a woman of my age that's been in the business as long as I have, I always have an opinion on schooling the youngins.
0: <laughs> you are very good about that and I will say there's been a lot of times where I don't understand something and then you come in and you, you do a great job educating and making me more aware of stuff and I always greatly appreciate that and that's why I'm so glad to have you on today. Uh, today I wanted to discuss because the last time I saw you at Exotica, you uh, kind of sparked my interest because I didn't really even know this about you, but you said you were a condom only
1: performer. And I was pretty much like in the adult entertainment industry when condoms were allowed, there was nobody that had a more synonymous name with condoms than me. I lost uh, one of the highest paid contracts that probably ever existed because I stood to my ground to be condoms only. I lost friendships. I was very politically involved within the business of standing up for the rights of performers to be able to use condoms and literally in a room with like 50 people on one side of the fence that are all my peers and then me and maybe two or three other people on my side of the fence trying to fight for the right uh for uh performers to be able to use condoms why was that such a hard fight because uh well I lost so let's start there right. So um, from the beginning of the, the business, I got in, uh, I got, I started becoming a sex worker in 1991, and I started shooting adult films in 95. Um, you know, since I've been in the business last week, there was a, a memoriatorium. I like to call it a, ho- a, a horatorium. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, literally, I don't know. And, you know, I've been in the business 30 years. I've literally gotten into fights with people on sets about using condoms and had them come back to me crying later years of being HIV positive. Um, You know, the industry likes to say that nobody gets anything and, you know, we're all clear and free of everything, which is the biggest amount of bullshit. It's a lie. It's a straight up lie. Um, I've worked on various different documentaries with different people over the years, documenting a bunch of the different cases. <clears throat> and, you know, n- nowadays it's, you know, it's so different, you know, I'm, I'm from the eighties where people were, you know, dying left and right for, from HIV. And now, you know, there's medicine and people can live with it. And there's been a whole, you know, decade where there's been no condoms on film. And you're just seeing like the younger generation, not even really thinking about condoms. Like they barely even exist in like their, their normalcy you know, and in between time, you're getting, you know, super resistant forms of gonorrhea, chlamydia, bacterial vaginitis for, you know, females, you know, constant yeast infections and all these different things. And, you know, nobody really wants to talk about it because it's just yuck. It's like talking about incest. Like nobody wants to talk about these, you know, kind of issues. Everyone wants to pretend that, we're all just having fun, and it's great, and the whole nine yards, but there's a lot of people that actually are suffering because of like you know different rules that um are in place and and why did I lose the battle because it is still a man's world, honey, and at the end of the day, it comes down to one thing and one thing, only men don't like wearing condoms. that's it
0: yeah well i you know I really look up to you for standing up to, that's something very much I admire about you that you did. Um, there was a lot of reasons why I never wanted to shoot with porn, do porn. And that's one of the main things because I knew they weren't without condoms. Um, I was raised, my aunt was a gynecologist growing up. So when, when she, when um, she was in medical school, I would hear about all these things. I remember being warned about not even sleeping with a bathing suit. So I was very <laughs> right. Yeah, I was that. I was very much made aware of a lot of different things. So, and I, I, I remember when that happened, and that was one of the things that personally for me, and nothing against all my friends that do porn, that I didn't feel comfortable with. I would, if I was to do it, I would want
1: to be with con- you know condoms. And I'm just, yeah, you know, and, and it's it was one of those things of where I did my first scene. And um, there ended up being a memoratorium for an HIV case that week. And I remember calling up my mom and I said, mom, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it my way. And so I did use condoms religiously in every single scene that I did from the beginning of my career um, up until my most recent comeback in 2018 was when I finally decided um, I had completely lost the battle. And if um, and if I wanted to work, the only way that I was going to get work was uh, to be, um, you know, non-condomless. So, um, you know, I did try to do another comeback when I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. And I shot a few scenes with condoms and I saw that there was no way that I was going to get any work as long as I continued wanting to use condoms. And, you know, obviously because I am somebody that had been very vocal about it and not just vocal, but I did stand on my soapbox and I walked the talk for, you know, over 20 years. Um, you know, lots of other women like yourself came out to me and said, Hey, you know, I would prefer to use condoms, but I know I'll not get any work if I make that choice, you know? And, um, and even when I was condoms only back in the day, there was men that preferred even to use condoms. And, you know, they just knew that they wouldn't be able to pay their rent if they made that choice. And over the years, there's been so many people that I know that have said that to me that have enda- ended up being on various, you know, lists. Because one of the things that they do is they start quarantining and then they start making lists of exposure, right? Where you, um at like... Directly exposed to somebody that had that STD. Were you secondary exposed, right? And depending on your exposure, um, how long your, your, your quarantine period would be of not being able to work until the correct testing could come in and be double tested to make sure you really did not have that particular STD. So, you know, I had a lot of people that I knew in the business that really wanted to be condoms only, but they felt financially wise, they couldn't make that, that choice. And they ended up being on like, you know, some of these lists where they were first line of exposure and, you know, many of them quit over time because they just couldn't, they didn't want to have that kind of risk.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's just sad. And my thing is though, about Yes, there's, you know, I, I grew up in the eighties and I saw how people died of HIV and I saw how severe my thing is, if you get somebody and they're not born in this country, let's say they decide to do porn and they do get infected with something and now they get deported for whatever reason, they don't have the medical care in other countries. Like they do that in the U S so
1: bad for your body to yeah. like, you know, I recently caught a new STI that's called MGen that's in the business. I had no idea, you know, that I had it. And um my good friend from over at Spank Chain, he's been very gracious with his story. You know, he had gotten it. I've never had any sexual contact with him. We're just friends and we do business together, but I'm a spank mate of the year. I've got a few more days left on my clock. <laughs> and um he started offering free testing through and you know, promoting it through talent testing that they were offering free tests for MGen. So being I'm like their, you know, spank uh spank mate of the year, like their ambassador or whatever, I said, well, you know, I sh- I should support the cause. So I went and got tested, thinking I didn't have it, you know, and I did. And um, and then I consistently always get BV because it will tell you in every medical pamphlet that the top three ways that you get BV is by having, um, is by not using condoms, by having um, multiple par- partners uh, without using condoms, and douching which is exactly what the fuck a porn star does, right? Like that is the three things that is your job, is your douching and you are having sex without condom and having multiple partners. And so, um, you know, some women have got what I would like to call a more robust ecosystem. And some of us might have, like myself, a more delicate one, right? So I am consistently always getting BV. So now I've got MGen, Then I've got BV. So I have to take one antibiotic for the BV. I got to take another antibiotic for the Mgen. Now the business just shut down because everybody's got chlamydia. I just shot with somebody that had chlamydia. Uh, As far as I know, I don't have it. I'm going to be getting tested with the new type of testing that we were talking about before um, we got on air. But I mean, one's body you know, and I've got two autoimmune diseases, like I can't be taking, and there are different antibiotics for every one. And then as more and more people get it, it becomes super resistant to different antibiotics. So instead of you just being able to take a pack, now you're having to like go to Europe and get some fucking illegal um, antibiotic that's like super strong to try to knock this out, uh, which was the case for, you know, Mgen in the business for some of the people that I know that got it. I was able to um, take a regular amount of antibiotics, but I also had BV right before it and right after it. So, which was a different antibiotic. So I literally was on antibiotics for like two months straight. Like that's not good for And that's not good. About. No,
0: it's not good at all. And especially with the other stuff that
1: underlying it's,
0: it's, this is a real risky thing for people.
1: It is. And, you know, and just, yeah. And I mean, if we just use condoms, like none of this would happen.
0: Right. Right. Um, what, what is yeah. recently happening now? Um, like I shared earlier. Um, and if you could please elaborate and share a little bit more what yeah. what else is going on, but I personally blame the content create, even though I myself am the content create a regular smegular girl, I'm blaming some of these girls right. because I have heard from their mouths. Oh, I went to my own clinic. And yeah. that's not enough because you need to get, it's two swapped, right? Correct. What is, um, explain well, let's a, little just let's go go a little
1: bit backwards a little bit, right? Since the, since the program is called, let's it, let's get schooled. Let's get schooled. Okay. So being, I have been in this business for 30 motherfucking years, right? I can go all to the way back time machine. So let's start off at the beginning, right? Okay. So in the beginning of the adult entertainment industry, before there was content creators, it was just those of us in the family of porn. And it started off with just your regular HIV testing, which was Western blot ELISA testing, which is what quite often the average public now gets, which means it's 86% correct with like a six month window period. So when you go to testing facilities for adult now, it's a PCNR DNA test that we get, right? And there is a particular system called a PASS system that we use that gives you um, a yes or no of whether you've gone through the correct kind of testing through the correct kind of facility. Because Literally, what's the point of you going to your local doctor and getting a Western or ELISA test that's six months with the 86% correct uh, chance of being correct, right? If you're a sex worker, you want something that's, and the reason that we test every uh, 14 days is because it's 90, it's like 98 or 99% correct within a two-week window period, Mm -hmm. right? So that's why we get tested every two weeks, and we use a PCR DNA test.
0: PCR if you're going, DNA.
1: Yeah, if you're going to your local doctor, they're not giving you a PCR DNA test. They're going to give you the ELISA the Eliza, or Western Block uh, test that doesn't have the same kind of accuracy that a sex worker that's consistently uh, utilizing sex to make money. Uh, needs to have to feel safe on a set with another human being. I don't want to be putting my health at risk with a test that's only 86% correct or, uh, sorry, accurate with a six-month window period. Like, how many people have you fucked while you're right, in, in that UK? time period? In yeah, And trade shoots. Um, so, yeah. So then also, too, when you're going to a testing facility that is um, – part of the past system within the adult entertainment industry, you're getting something called a gold standard test, which there's a certain, there's certain things that have popped up in the industry um, that we now test for, right? And I'm really hoping that they're going to be getting the MGen on it as well. So a lot of times, if you get like a full panel at your local uh, testing center, they're not going to be testing for a lot of these other things that have kind of came from fucking you know Prague and you know because I mean, at one point there was there was something yeah. i can't remember what it was but it was known to be coming from uh film performers from over there that were going back and forth i'm planning on going there myself uh in april with my good good friend angel dark uh so it's not like trying to accuse them of anything you know right, right, right. it just happened
0: to come from there yeah
1: yeah exactly right so um, and so then that was added into the gold standard um, because it was something that, you know, became an issue. Uh, that was something that normal people don't get all that often. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it's really important that you're using a testing facility that is part of the PASS system, uh, also because it uh, protects your identity. It is HIPAA. Um, uh uh, what's the right word, regulated, right? So mm-hmm. with HIPAA, that's protecting your privacy. So um, it does let people know uh, in the correct legal way without anybody getting in any kind of trouble, which is like a huge thing when you're talking about medical health records, right? Um, there used to be a, a whole, like the person, Sharon Mitchell, that originally, um Started the first testing center uh, for adults. It was called AIM Healthcare back in the day. Uh, she was literally a godsend, a saint. She's the one that came up with memoriatoriums, with the quarantine procedures. Like she is the one that sat down and figured this whole thing out for the adult entertainment industry. But then she was sued um, and more or less had to go out of business because of HIPAA laws. So that's when PASS was. Uh, put together. And more or less, it's a way um, just to see you're not going to, if somebody does have something, you can just see uh, green or red of whether they are able to work or not work so that you don't have to necessarily tell the next person what it is that you have. Um, And it also has a QR code on it, which I highly recommend to use the QR code because just looking at somebody's test We all, well, maybe not everybody. There might be Mm -hmm. some people that are new today. So in this industry, there have been quite a few people that have been blacklisted for what? Faking their tests, Mm -hmm. right? Making tests that uh, are Photoshopped, which is so easy nowadays. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you're scanning the QR code because then it's going into the PASS system and then giving you their results of whether they are cleared or not to work instead of just looking at a digital JPEG picture. Right.
0: And they can go to passcertified, P-A-S-S-C-E-R-T-I-F-I-E-D.org, by the way, if they want to see where um, for, and I see they have resources on the websites and would pass, what else do they have?
1: Where they can Most find of the people in the adult entertainment industry use either talenttesting.com or uh, CET Cutting Edge. Those are the two that are used all over the United States. They've got testing centers all over the U.S. And so they work with the PASS system specifically. Um, and so, yes. So then one of the other things that you were talking about, so typically what we do is we have a blood test and we have a urine sample that's done. And then of course, throughout the pandemic, uh, we were getting tested for COVID every 48 hours before a shoot. So they were doing through the, um, down the throat. So you got to see if you were a true porn star or not. If you <laughs> coughed when the swab was going down, girlfriend, you don't know how to suck some cock. <laughs> I always thought that was funny, but yeah. So then it was the swab down the throat and then the urine and the blood sample. Now being that we just have had a very large outbreak of chlamydia that the Industry has been on a memoratorium as they are trying to uh, eradicate this uh, huge outbreak that's been happening. That yes, it has been said that it is coming from uh, individuals that are content creators that were not necessarily going by the books of how we do things. Uh, and so I'm going to be working for Kink.com on the 29th. I spoke to them about it. And now what they are doing, because there's not only uh, penile and vaginal uh, chlamydia, but there's also chlamydia in the mouth and in the anus. And so it's really, uh, so you won't pop positive uh, doing the typical kind of testing if you've only got it in your mouth or anally. So now they are doing swabs in the mouth and through the anus as well to see if. Uh, you have the, it's also, it will show up with time uh, through the regular standard testing, but to try to make sure that we're not continually giving this to other people at the moment, they are um, starting with, of course it's already on our regular gold standard panel, but also adding both the uh, anal and mouth swabs because it can start there and it can take a while before it shows up on the regular testing procedure. And you can be definitely giving it to other people uh, while your actual test is saying that you're negative.
0: So it's good. Bottom line to get both swaps,
1: like whatever, that's the new thing now.
0: I guess so, if, you're, if you're
1: if you not having any anal sex, then you probably don't need. No.
0: That. So, so somebody, in fact, I retweeted this Twitter. Uh-huh. Let me see if I find this. Because they were talking and I, I was like, it makes sense that it could travel. It's good to uh-huh. have both because it could travel to both. Interesting. So, huh. Yes. Yeah. Cause I've been in a lot of the Twitter spaces.
1: Right. And Listening
0: um to right. And Empower Health, which is in Atlanta, I really want to have him on the podcast mm-hmm. too. He has like a nonprofit in Atlanta and they they have they they do testing over there. Mm-hmm. Um and he's a clinician. He even suggested it. Um, okay. I'd like to have him on. I, I wanted to get people that were in, you know, it's good. I have you because you can talk about the history of what's going right. on as exactly. a performer, yeah. but I want to also have probably the clinician side of everything.
1: Yeah. 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 Because, um, yeah, I would love for you to speak to my friend Percy too. Cause he did a full like 15 year documentary on all this too.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's got lots of him. footage and interviews and he's spoken to everybody.
0: Yeah, um, it says don't be people think they don't need the rectal swab for STIs just because just because you don't participate. In anal. it just takes one drop of spit or one drop of vagina fluid to drip down the entire inch from your genitile to the anus to transfer bacteria. So right. think about it. If you're given a blowjob. Yeah. Or your spit to go. Yeah, drop. especially
1: if you're a saliva saliva e kind of gal.
0: Right. Right. So men that might be funny about getting their anal swab.
1: Hey, if you're getting blowjobs, if you're getting sloppy blowjobs, which every man I know does, they prefer the sloppy blowjob. They're all about the sloppy blowjob getting it spit everywhere. Right. Then it's good to get both swabs because and I, I think to- that all men should have something up their ass anyways. So yeah. <laughs> yeah I just just so so your listeners know I'm also known to be the pioneer of pegging so there you go oh
0: yes 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 she (laughs) she 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 is she is that's right but uh yeah no it's good it's just kind of um it's scary with this testing and a lot of people entered the business
1: during the pandemic
0: um, yeah so they never exactly did any like, form of sex work.
1: They never yeah. did any
0: form of sex work.
1: Well, and you know what? I have a girlfriend of mine who does mm-hmm. full service sex work that contacted me yesterday and she said, oh, you know what? I've got this, um, this blowjob scene that I did and how much should I put it up on OnlyFans for? And I said, well, do you have the paperwork for the individual? Well, his face isn't showing. I'm like, do you have the paperwork for the faceless penis? Because you're going to need it. <laughs> and she goes, what? You know, my girlfriend doesn't do that. And I said, well, I said, the problem is, is that like anything in life, you can get away with it as long as you can get away with it. And then you won't be able to get away with it. And you're going to be shooting all this content. Your girlfriend, you said, is doing this all the time. So she's sucking all these cocks, right? She's got all this Mm -hmm. film of sucking all these cocks. Now her OnlyFans is taken down and she's got all this footage. And you know what? She can't resell it because she doesn't have the proper paperwork for it. And she lost her account. I said, you know, you can do things the way that your girlfriend is doing it because I'm sure she's making some money right now. It's a easy, quick, fast buy hmm. I said, or do things the right way. And she goes, oh, God damn, I'm so happy I contacted you. She goes, because I don't want to do things the wrong way. And I said, well, I'm glad I said, and you might want to have something that's a little bit longer. She said that the, the clip was 48 seconds. I was like, you might want it because usually it's a dollar a minute. Right. Like most of us charge around a dollar a minute for uh, a lot of content on like many vids and stuff like that. So she was like, "Okay, girlfriend, you need to school me." I said, "Okay, we need to make sure that you're getting the proper uh paperwork, the proper um IDs. You need to have, you know, the proper 2257. Uh OnlyFans also has uh paperwork to uh print out and to have each person sign, which is good just in case somebody else takes their OnlyFans down." Right. You want to still be able to use that content on your OnlyFans and the only way that you'll be able to do that If they take their OnlyFans down, is if you had them sign that OnlyFans paperwork that they have provided for specifically that. So I have them sign the appropriate 2257, which 2257 is paperwork that is important to make sure that the person is of age, but it is not a model release. So you want a model release. You want 2257 paperwork, and you want the OnlyFans paperwork. I do those three. Then I make sure I'm getting two forms of government issue ID, making sure that it's clear, making sure you're getting the front, making sure that you're getting the back, and you are definitely making sure that part of that paperwork is a copy of their gold standard test that went through either CET or talent testing. That's part of the average paperwork. And that's what we in the adult entertainment industry do when we are shooting content trade shoots. When we're shooting for OnlyFans, we do everything by the book because it's the law. It's the law. You can't be putting content online without proving that the person is of age. Otherwise, it can be assumed that it is child pornography. That's it. And that is against the law. You have to be able to. Right. Somebody naked, whether their face is showing or not, that they are of age. And then you need to have a model release. You can't just be going up and putting shit up on people without getting them to sign a release that, hey, it's okay to put my image up. That's also against the law. So you need to make sure that you're getting 2257 information that they are uh, over the age of 18 and that you're getting a a model release, which says it's okay. And then I always back it up with the extra paperwork for OnlyFans because that's one of my main sources of income. So why not? You're already signing 110 pieces of paper at the moment. And then you're making sure you've got a printout of your gold standard um, talent uh, talent testing or CET test at the same time. And then you have to make sure that everybody signs everything where you're supposed to double check your paperwork, sign the test, you know, show on camera that you have seen the other person's test because you never know. These things happen and people start going like this. It was you. It was you. And people start blaming you and lawsuits come up. You know, yeah,
0: yeah, because it was like the Wild West
1: with everything,
0: and that's—it's
1: also a very—it's a—it's a a high crisis drama. Everyone gets scared. Everyone gets panicked. Everybody starts talking shit about each other. Yeah, you want to have your legal paperwork in your pocket because you could be the butt of everybody saying it's your fault. You're a full service sex worker, whatever the fuck they want to make up. Right. right? right, You never know when cancel culture is going to come in your backyard. Yeah. And if you've got all your legal, proper paperwork, you know what?
0: You're, you're safe. Right. Along with the testing, which now is going to be, you know, it always
1: has been, it always has been. But once again, You know, my girlfriend who is from full service sex work that wants to get into content creation, she had no idea about the testing, you know, and she's already shot some things and no testing was done, no paperwork was done. So, yeah. There is a lot of education that needs to happen with all these people that are getting into the sex worker uh, content creator community to understand that there are legal policies and procedures that they must follow. Otherwise, they are looking at uh, a lawsuit, you know, being canceled, being blacklisted, a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, therapy. I mean, all these (laughs) therapy.
0: That's
1: that's true, yes. And yeah, because people don't
0: realize the long term effects. We have been in the yeah. business a long, long time. And it was funny because you were talking about the puppy protests. And this yeah. is how warped my brain is that that sounds like the funnest thing. And of course, it's a major cause, but I'm like, in the reality of it, we've been in the sex worker world that stuff like that, that is our fun because we have seen, done everything. And when we're not working, you know us doing simple some something like the puppy protest you know which is a good cause what you did today is uh you know it's something that like that's our our big entertainment you could say did i lose you hello hello
1: Yes, you crashed on me for a second.
0: Oh, okay, but um, yeah, I was saying, yeah, people don't know the long-term effects. What happens afterwards too with sex work? Um, it's fun, and they're like, "Oh, I'm making all this money," but uh, you know, the long-term effects, the difficulties with relationship, the dealing with the taxes. Uh, yes,
1: let's talk about taxes for a second, oh. can we? I love it. <laughs> So I've been audited five times. I've been audited multiple times by the state of California. And I've had federal uh, tax audits, um, you know, and this is me on every set that I'm on. I swear to God, you know, I, I'm like, I've been in the business 30 years. I'm 50 years old. I could be your grandmother. I'm like, are you paying your taxes, young lady? What? my tax? Yes, pay your taxes. You know, over the years, I have seen multiple women in this business go to jail, go to jail for not paying their taxes. The second they start getting out of poverty, which a lot of women in this business do come from poverty, myself included. The second you start getting one up and you finally um, are out of debt, you're looking to buy your first house and bam, they take away your house because you haven't paid your taxes, you know, everything that you work so hard to get a good credit score, to be able to buy a house, to, you know, get financing on your car, all of that gets taken away immediately because you didn't pay your taxes. So, and this is the thing, right? And I like to say it often is it's not that hard or difficult uh, if you haven't paid in a long time. Right. Because that's where people get really into paralyzation. Right. Is they're like, you know what? I haven't paid it in four or five years. It's going to be so fucking overwhelming. I don't don't know the
0: feeling four or five. Like me, it's like right come
1: February, March. I'm paying. I pay every I pay twice a month. I go to IRS.gov. I go to IRS.gov and I pay it like a bill. I pay my end of the month bills. I pay my mid month bills. And it's just a bill that I pay twice a month every month. And I'm I'm always good by the end of the year. But my point is, right, is that you can go to um, any CPA, right? And the first thing that they'll do for you is they're going to make a call to the IRS. And they're going to say, hey, I've got a client. They haven't paid, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And they can start a payment program for you. And literally, the IRS is happy to take $50 a month. They'll take $50 a month any day over not getting anything, So it's, you know, I just really like to emphasize that it's easy to do the next right thing with your bookkeeping and taxes, right? Even if you're far behind, just contact a CPA, let them make the phone call, start working at a payment program, even if it's $50 a month then you're not going to lose the house. You're not going to go to jail, like all these different things. I know it's easier to procrastinate, but really the consequences that I've seen to so many people in this business long-term is devastating. It's so much easier just to call up a CPA, have them make that phone call and start giving $50 a month to keep them at bay until you can come up with a strategy that makes sense to get it all paid off.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You. You. You have. To, I've. I've been audited once, and after that one experience, which was devastating. It. This happened. Um. God. It happened over eighteen years ago. I went into like a Costco to buy groceries, and I was and the my my money fro- They froze my account. Yeah. And I had to. So for a year, I was paying them quarterly. And what happened? They didn't receive. I learned my lesson. Never send a cashier's check to IRS. Send an actual check. I learned that big lesson because I
1: right. It was
0: no, no, a money order. Never send a money money
1: order. Yeah.
0: Never send a money order. Cashier's check, save the stuff. That's what you do. And And um, nowadays, you just
1: go online to IRS. Right. This is before
0: online, and they actually like froze my account. It was scary. Um it worked out at the end but um luckily I'm real good with math and accounting and all that and keeping track of all my deductions knock on some kind of wood here that doesn't happen again
1: um Yeah I've had it happen to me many times oh. and you know luckily I've I've always also been very organized with my bookkeeping it was funny cuz one of them was with the state of California And me and my bookkeeper came in and we had our box with all of our color coded folders and alphabetized. And we're both sitting there like waiting for him. And he was like, oh my God, you two are really cute. He's like, you're so organized. I ended up getting money back.
0: Oh, well, that's a good thing.
1: He loved us. He was like, let me show you. You can, you can take this off and take that off. I had no idea. And I ended up getting like a couple of thousand dollars back from California. I'm oh, like a wow. unicorn. I'm a unicorn. I've actually gotten California to give me money back more than once strangely enough. Out of uh two of my three audits uh from California, I actually got well the last one's a long a long um <laughs> a long story, but I did get a $10,000 um check back from them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but um yeah, the good thing it you know, one of the main things also is, right, that's really important of what uh, Marcella was just saying was, you know, to make sure that you're separating your business and your personal expenses. And one of the best ways to do that is to make sure that you've got an LLC, which one of my favorite places to make an LLC is LegalZoom. And I'll tell you why I love LegalZoom is you can make them where they are like the, um the authenticator of your account, right? I I forget what it's called, but I've had CPAs and lawyers in the past that um, were that person for me, where they more or less like we're supposed to tell you when your membership dues and your uh, list of members are due, and they would like send me a call and a voicemail or something. And uh, LegalZoom will text me, email me consistently, like a hundred times until it's done. And I'm a bitch that needs that, right? If you're like a one phone call person and you get it done with a lawyer, that's fine. But I love LegalZoom because they are so persistent to like make sure that you pay your shit. And um so, and they make it really easy. You know, you just send them like what name you want the LLC to be. They do the whole background check for you. They send you back a book um, with all the research that they've done and the um, and what you have to sign. And it, it's over and done with, right? But one of the things that I see sex workers fuck up royally on a regular basis is how they name their LLC, Right, so we live in a time still where sex workers are discriminated against, even if it is a legal profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't want to be uh, calling it uh, Sally's Big Boobs dot com LLC. <laughs> <L-L-T. laughs> Right. I swear, but you get this all the time where they're putting some kind of sex worker name into the LLC. Right. Uh, Britney's Bubbles, let's say that, right? You want something very um, nondescript, like, you know, uh, Spectra, you know, like something very, you know, that you can't tell what kind of company it is. Because when you go into the bank and you have to set up your business account, the last thing you want to tell them. Is that you are creating adult content, pornography? Right. You want to give them some some you know, something that you've got a good story for, right? You know, for myself, I DJ and I produce other content. So I just say, you know, I do I'm an independent filmmaker and I DJ and I produce music and you know, something that you can hold the full conversation about because I've literally I had TD um, TD Bank. Uh, in New Jersey, want to actually come to my office. Well, luckily, I've always had, um, an outside office that my mail would come to. So I use one called Allied Offices now. Back then, I was using Regis. And so you can actually rent space within that. And I had a friend of mine who was like a bean counter. And me and him went to one of these little <laughs> rental cubicles and I'm like, dude, bring a bunch of your stuff from the office and just throw it on the, the cube to make it look like we work here all the time. It was so funny. But the guy from the bank actually fucking came to the, to see like, it was like a real business or something. And we're like both looking at each other, like, what are we doing here right now? And it was so funny. And, um, but yeah, you have- You're to, right, because like,
0: uh, my LLC, my uh, company is called MM Entertainment because I really yeah. do acting. Yeah, and I just yeah, you, write you know, I've the, got the, a
1: bunch of different LLCs for different things. You know, I've got one for real estate, which is called Goldie Lux. I um, mean, you know, I got a bunch of different LLCs, and I've had to uh, disillusion some of them in the past. And I've got DBAs, and I've got trademarks, and I got and I do all that stuff through and Legal Zoom. Stuff.
0: That's all right. You can also do uh, Trade Trademarks, Trademarks
1: you can do DBAs, you can do all that stuff through LegalZoom. They make it so fast and easy, and you've got a dashboard online, and it's just, it's just, yeah. I, I, lo- I can't tout LegalZoom enough. It's affordable. I've, th- I've even had like trademark litigation cases through LegalZoom that they helped me kick her butt. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of LegalZoom, but yeah. So, you know, it's important to then have um, a bank account to go with your LLC and then to have a debit card for all of your um, business purchases that you consistently only use your business debit card for your business purchases. And then your personal debit card with your personal banking. I literally have my personal banking at one bank and I've got my business banking at another bank. And that way it doesn't get confused with different accounts and stuff like that. And it's just um, a way to stay prepared for your taxes at the end of the year. Because right, um, right. otherwise they got to go in and do extra bookkeeping. It is mm-hmm. easy to kind of do owner's draws because sometimes I lose my debit card from my personal one and then I have to use my my business one. Uh, so then, you know, you just have to have them go into the actual Like I use QuickBooks for all of my bookkeeping. That I have a bookkeeper that I pay to do, uh, and they just go in and do an owner's draw. So, um, but yeah, I actually
0: use an app. um, It used to be called Truebill, now it's called Rocket Money. Okay. And what I personally did, what I found that I did with the app, that it's an app basically that can it keeps track of you have subscriptions. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I go on the app and I see my spending. And then I I put down um, different business deductions. So when I went to Exotica in D.C., I rented a car. So Mm -hmm. right away, I put that uh, the car that I rented, I put that for a deduction. Um, And then I started I, I go in there like every few days I go in there and I label it. So now yeah. at the, the end of the year, I find the deductions real quick. And then I just I'm, I'm very good with it because of that app. Like this right. system works for me because in the past I had bookkeepers and I couldn't keep track and then I'm paying them. And, you know, it was a headache. And I was and then I discovered the app actually during the pandemic. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. I could see everything I spent and label it even better right there. So I just go in. So I personally right. on rocket money. Now it used to be true bill. There's uh-huh. a lot of advertisement. That's what I've been using. And it's been, right. I, I just, I discovered it by accident. And I found um, like, let's say you're paying for Apple music, but you're like, I don't pay for that. You can see it come across and then you could just cancel it right there from the app. But then I just, oh, wow. everything pops up. And I'm like, you know, like, again, when I go to Exotica's and if I'm going to go eat out somewhere, that's a business deduction. You know, when I paid for my booth, that's a business deduction. And so I'm able to write it in there. Nice. So that's what I, that's how I've been, my little system that's working for me. So if it's helpful. And
1: I think that's what it comes down to, right? Right. Start off small, but Mm. figure out some kind of system that's going to work for you.
0: Right, right. Right. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being on. Um, um, You've done a great job. As always, you always speak well. Let everybody know where <laughs> they can follow you. Of course, they can Google your name and see your beautiful knowledge.
1: <laughs> and for all the viewers that are listening, let me just say, I love Marcella so much. You know what? And what I was going to say before about, yeah, you know, we were you were talking about, you know, when you've been in the business this long, our fun and excitement is like doing charity work. I was, you know, doing the, the puppy mill protesting, but uh, you know what? I think one of the reasons the two of us do get along so well is we do both have big hearts. And I think yes. that's why we do like um, giving information to newbies and others and schooling them uh, because you know what? Well, we came from hard knocks and you know what? I think the, the school of soft knocks is probably a little bit better. And if we can make it softer for you in any way, um, I know both me and Marcella are here to always help. Uh, You can find me. um, Yeah, just Google Brittany Andrews. at, And then uh, I've got a lot of my social media underneath the DJ Britstar. All my links, DJ Britstar. My Twitter is DJ Britstar. And Miss DJ Britstar for Instagram at the moment. Who knows when that will be canceled. uh, And my Snapchat. Follow my Snapchat. My Snapchat is (laughs) good. Yeah, see my dog and my cat every day.
0: Yeah, so right now, my viewers, because I don't know what I'm going to do with the visual, but she has Bella, who's a cute little dog, right on her lap. So, well, thank you so much for being on Get Schooled.
1: Thank you, Sugar Plum. Mwah.